Hey guys, thanks so much for tuning in to Unscripted. We are so excited for you to hear part two of our two-part episode on how to get results. If you didn't listen to last week's episode yet, make sure you jump back to that one and, and hear that one all about getting results. We talked about some really great stuff and how to make sure you set expectations and set what your desired outcomes are and how you can measure those things. Uh, this coming week, we're, we're gonna talk about some of the more personal stuff and how you work with individuals and get results out of individuals and how you don't hold people back. It's gonna be a great second part of this two-part episode. I hope you enjoy it, and yeah, let's get after it. Like what, what are some of the things that you're thinking about? Say you have a, a person who's just started, um, you know they have a good heart, we talked about that in past right. podcasts. Okay, step right? one, choose they, the right person. They have a good heart. You can't heart. necessarily choose your kids, like they have their own personalities, <laughs> like you got stuck with them sometimes. <laughs> there, there they are. And they got stuck with you, you know, <laughs> so there's not really a choice there, but if you have a chance to choose, choose well to yeah, start, that helps a ton. For sure. Okay. So okay, we start with choosing well, but then what do you, you have a good person with a good heart, but then we're, we haven't talked about skill set or any of that kind of stuff. How do you then think, um, you're going to get results from that person. Well, let's, okay. I don't think we're ready. If you want a three hour podcast, we could talk skill set. Yeah. Okay. So after heart and the right person comes unified vision, right? Great. There's, everyone has an agenda in life. What you think you want to happen. Okay. And it's not, that's not a critical thing. It's just, we just might have different agendas. So I, if you're not on the same page, I would call that agenda disharmony. Definitely. You, you're, you're not harmonious. You don't have the same vision. Okay. So first step, let's have the same agenda. Yeah. Right? So if we're coworkers, for instance, or in the family, right? The same agenda in the family, you can have that as well. But here's, here's what we're all about. And so you have to communicate enough to know what you're all about. Do we have the same agenda? And then... How from, do you communicate about that? Like how often? Is it a, a constant thing? Is it a first-time thing? Is it... There's, there's first-time things where you explain it and the other person's got to be, okay. Yeah, you know, for sure. I, I'm, I'm going to be a new employee here and this is what the place is all about. And they make a choice whether they want to be part of that or not. So, but then there's a, a constant discussion about that kind of stuff. This is who we are. This is what we're about. And sometimes, you know, you, you both get a little off track and you, there's, there's a place in the middle where you got to re-meet. Yeah. But you got to have the same agenda. You got to have the same vision. You, and then the next step after that, so we're still not talking about you know, details of actions, but same agenda, same vision, great communication, all that stuff. And then from there, choosing together, what are we actually going to measure? Like what, what, what results are, is it the number of hamburgers sold or is it, uh, do we upsell for fries every time? Like what, what are we actually measuring? And, and any great company has it. Yes. I you know, why, do, why do you think McDonald's says you like fries with that? Why? Because they're highly profitable, right? The burgers they're not making squat from, right? They're not. But the fries, they make a lot more from the soda even more. So that's why they ask you, would you like to turn that into a happy meal? Like that, that's because the, they're trying to sell and good for them. It's a good business, right? Same in personal life, same at church, same everywhere. What is important enough to actually measure? And you got to agree with that, the other person. That's the part I wanted to get at. The fact that you want to agree with them. Like you actually have the conversation. You say, this is what we're trying to measure. Yeah. This is what we're trying to get after. Yeah. This matters to us. Yeah. And you agree. Three months from now, we're going to come back. We're going to sit down or a month from now or two weeks from now, whatever the timeline is. And you're going to have done these things and we're going to see what happened. Yeah. And we're going to say that this is what success looks like. And this is what failure, which isn't a bad thing, yep. um, looks like. And do we both agree that that's the goal? Yes. We're both going for that. And there's a, a monitoring process as you approach it, right? Maybe it's a three-month thing or a year thing. How's it going? How's it going? How's it going? 
so that it's not a big surprise on the measurement day that, oh, whoops, we missed. Yeah. Right? You knew well ahead of time that you're on track or off track and you're doing little course corrections the whole time. Yeah. A great example would be Danny here, um, Pastor Danny, youth pastor who's behind the camera right now. Um, when he came on board as youth pastor, like there's lots of different youth groups all over the place with a little bit different agendas and styles and all that stuff. So he and I had to be on the same page of what youth group was about. And, and for me, there's a lot of great ways to youth group. There isn't just one, and that's been proven by lots of churches. So what was our youth group going to be about under his leadership? And something that was, and, and we've always had lots and lots of kids coming and cool things happening, and, and we still do, and, and that's important to Danny, but what was even more important to Danny was that it was gritty and real and tough and like strong teaching, and these kids would actually be growing because of the teaching. They, they can come and it can be super, super fun, and that's great, but then also they're learning and growing, and that and what, what he really got me on was that it become a lifelong thing. It wasn't like, oh, I'll come to a fun youth group while I'm in high school, and then I'll get older and fall away. Yeah. Right. And and that's very, very common. Amazing kids, like they, they're super excited about God and then they get a little bit older and kind of have a time when they're wavering a little bit in their faith and then grow up a bit and come back. And Danny was like, No, 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 let's let's turn these kids into mature Christians. Let's help them to grow so they make really good, healthy decisions for themselves in regard to their faith as they mature and get out of youth group and move into adulthood. That was really big to him. And, and so that's what he's targeting, and that's what he's looking for, and that, that changes the style of his group and the way he teaches. So at first, like, we're trying to figure out what's the vision, right? There's lots of good visions, and what was Danny's, and what was mine, and what's good for the, what's good for the youth of our church. But then once we came together, now it's real easy to assess that. Yeah. Like, I've gone and watched him teach. He's a butt kicker. He's a butt kicker, and it's amazing. He's, he's very strict and very strong and very good teaching. And you might think, oh, no, kids aren't going to like that. They love it. Because he's also fun and, and, and authentic and real with them and silly, all those things too. And it, it comes together beautifully. So they're not just coming for fun. So you're not measuring like, oh, 100 kids came, but no one learned anything. I'd, I'd rather have 50 kids come and everybody learn something. Well, you guys right? had that discussion, right? Like, yeah. th this, is what, this is where you actually yeah. get to the place where you're going to align your agendas, right? Yes. So, for example, maybe at one point it might have been like, hey, we've had like up to 100 kids here in the past. Um, and that was success. That seemed awesome. Yep. Really great. And it on, was. On a Wednesday night. And it was. It definitely was. But then when you have that conversation with him and he says, this is what I'm really wanting to do. I think you can, you can choose together. I'm willing to say maybe we aren't at a certain high number. We've kind of gotten there already. Like mm -hmm. it's been awesome that the numbers mm -hmm. as far as how many kids are showing up, yeah. but you would have been willing to not have as high of a number because the, the product of a result, an actual disciple and mature Christian on the back end is what came about. And that was more important than having lots and lots of people. So this is what... Sure. And, and so here could be a measurement, for instance, okay? So we talk about taking steps here and closer to God, right? So if you had 100 kids show up and each of them took one step closer to God, great. 100 steps closer to God in total, that's fantastic. But if you had 50 kids show up and each of them took four steps closer to God, that's 200 total steps. That's even better, right? Yeah. So that's how we measure, right? What's the total number of steps? And how do we know what a step is and all that stuff? And in the end, we want the most steps possible. So and my preference would be I'd rather have 50 kids, adults, whatever, it doesn't matter who we're talking about. I'd rather have 50 people take four steps than 100 people take one. Yes. Okay? Because yes. it's the total number of steps. That's our burger. Mm -hmm. You know, that, that's the burger we sell here. We want people taking steps closer to God. Mm -hmm. And we're trying to measure that. Yep. And that, that's a youth group example, but you could run all the way through any ministry of the church. Yeah. And so... When you're working with somebody specific, this is, it also came out of your, your discussion a little bit. Uh, 
not only are you looking at what the results are, uh, excuse me, not only are you trying to align yourselves and what the results should be, you're also looking at the person themselves. Yeah. So one of the things that we've talked about before that I, I really appreciate is, is you rarely put the job and place it on the person or fit the person to the job. Almost always, unanimously, you, you take the person and then fit the job to them. Yeah, straight Bible, Sam. Yeah, but, but tell me about that a little bit. <laughs> well, that, that's just what you see God doing in the Bible with his leaders. You know, It wasn't like, here's this task, and now so-and-so's got to fit the task. He chose the person and work with them. And, and the great leaders of the Bible, if you study it out, weren't great leaders before God got to them. No, right? I, I, don't know if I, I don't know if I said this to someone recently, or maybe it was even last, last week here in the podcast, but you know, David is considered, King David, right? David and Goliath, David. Incredible leader. C- considered a great leader in the Bible. No one thought he was going to be a leader, including his own family, including his father. No one chose him for leadership except God, right? And no one knew what kind of leader he would become except God. Yeah. But God knew, right? And David became this super famous leader that thousands of years later we still talk about, right? But no one saw him as a leader. God sees that in all of us. So how, yeah, how does that impact how you lead? Uh, well, I try to just mimic what I see God do. So you see the goodness in someone. And you help them develop their own goodness. And this person turns out to be a certain style, a different person, a whole different style. That's beautiful. I'm not, I don't know what style they're going to be. It's like, it's like a flower that you plant, right? You know, if you just have the seed, you probably don't know what it's going to turn into, but you still water it and fertilize it and give it sunshine. And then eventually you see, wow, that's a geranium, whatever. And the next one's an iris. Yeah. You didn't pick that. Yeah. I didn't determine what the seed did, right? That's people too. Right? God, God makes the seed, and, and as caring, loving people, whether you work at a church or not, as caring, loving people, your job is to nurture someone else and just help them grow up. And if they grow up healthy, they will turn into something beautiful, and then you'll be happily surprised at whatever it was. Okay, but this is so backwards to what most people do when they're hiring people. Yeah. So in most time when you're hiring somebody, you say, this is the job description, and I need to find the person that's going to most fit in that job description. You're doing your best to figure that out. But what you do, and I think this is, you kind of, it, it, it's... It happens, but then you're, you're free with it. And I think this is something that I think a lot of people can learn from is when you hire somebody and they have a particular skill set for a particular job that you're hiring for, you don't limit that to that really pigeonholed role. Right. You allow there to be freedom and for there to be like, hey, you're really good at this. Let's let you try that. Or, hey, you're interested in this. We'll give you a couple of chances. Yeah. But that's that's not normal. So when you're talking about how to get results, there's this freedom aspect that, to it that I don't think we, we talk about very often. True. Yeah. Like what? What? And I understand you're trying to like fit the like allow that person to, to grow into whatever seed they are. And your job, you see your job differently than it's funny. So I'm, I'm trying to explain this well. In one sense, you can look at the job and you want to just achieve an end goal. But I think you also look at how to get results through the lens of this person has more results in them than most people give them credit for. And I want to see what's there. Yeah. Let's let's take it. Most people don't lead a church, okay? Totally true. So let, let, we'll take it out of church and we'll take it back into the home again, okay? So you can think about employees this way or you can think about kids this way or whatever, but... I didn't know what results I would have with my kids, right? Yeah. I was hoping for two things. They'd have a great relationship with God, great relationship with us. Um, and I have two sons that, that treat their mother amazingly well, right? As I observe what they do and how they treat her and what they say to her, I don't think they could be any better. That makes me super happy as adult men, right? There's a whole bunch of things that have developed in their life that aren't what I would have envisioned when they were little kids. You, you mentioned the Bucks game. 
neither of them have any interest whatsoever in it, right? And if I would have designed their life when they were little, I would have thought someday we'd be talking about basketball all the time together and going to basketball games together, whatever, whatever. And they don't have that interest at all. They won't watch a Packer game with me. They just are not interested. So what results are important, right? Yeah. And I didn't know what they would turn into as, as men. Yeah. But they're respectful young men who treat their mother amazing. I don't really care, I guess, if they watch the Bucks or the Packers, right? That's is incredibly so, true. There, there's some things you probably you do care about. They yeah. treat their mother well. That's right. the one you care right. about. Right. Uh, but then on the other end of things, you don't necessarily always have to have it be exactly what you planned it for. Yeah. I mean, they're honest. They have integrity. There's these qualities that I value way above, you know, sports fandom. Yeah. You know? and, and I really thought I was super excited. Like, I, when my oldest was a baby, the Packers were in the Super Bowl. I waited my whole my whole life, up to age whatever thirty, to see the Packers in the Super Bowl, right? Because they always stunk when I was a kid. And all of a sudden, they're thirty in the Super Bowl. And, and how I watched Super Bowl that day, um, we actually moved that weekend. No so, way. So yeah, it was Super Bowl weekend. We moved, but I had the TV all moved first and set up and cable and everything, so I knew for sure I could watch a Packer game. Right? That was the most important thing of the weekend, not the move. Packers Packer Super Bowl. Game. Yep. And what I did is I got everything squared away, and literally we moved on Saturday, and everything was perfectly done in the house before the Super Bowl came Sunday. There was nothing left to hang on the wall, nothing left to put away, nothing left to unpack. That's a great motivator. We are done. <laughs> yeah. And we sat down for Super Bowl, and it was me and my my six month old baby on my lap with his little Packer onesie on. And we watched Super Bowl. And I thought this will be my life, right? Yeah, we're totally. gonna watch games and we're gonna have a blast and whatever. And and you know, here he is all these years later, and, and like no interest in the Packers. Right? <laughs> so that, so that part didn't turn out like I wanted. Yeah, totally. Right, but but the most important parts did. Yeah, that's so it's such a good picture because because when you look at people, you never know what they're gonna become. But don't get in the way of what they're gonna become just by thinking that you want a result from them that you think is more important than what they could otherwise give help them become beautiful yeah totally but but let let god and them determine what that beauty is right yeah it it might not be the exact flower you hope to grow definitely but it still turns out to be a beautiful flower yeah and then you can celebrate that yeah but that's that's between the person and god you you don't pick the flower i like sorry we're all like all over the place analogies here i know right (laughs) flowers (laughs) kids all kinds of stuff (laughs) monkeys i don't know anything um all right, I have, one, I have one more area that I want to get into um, All right. before we... And I know we're getting a little bit long, but this might actually end up being two. We'll see. This could actually be a great like split and half one because there's so much here that we're talking about. Okay. Um, but the, the, last, the last question I want to get at is this. Uh, the, the question I have is when it comes to uh, getting results, when it comes to all these different things, how do you reinforce the kind of results that you want to get? You got to celebrate wins. Okay. You know, I, I think we do a good job as a church staff celebrating wins. Um, and I think it's just really important. If you know what you're shooting for and you achieve it, you got to take a step back and celebrate a little bit. You know? Yeah. Yay, this was great. And, and like for us on Monday mornings, we'll talk about the Sunday before and like what went well. And and generally there's some really cool stuff that went well. And and uh, we even have little, little toys we pass around to each other to kind of celebrate wins. And I, I just think it's really important to celebrate. If you don't celebrate, you just get caught in the same cycle, whatever your job is. Same cycle. Oh, great. We sold 100 paper clips today. Awesome. No, no, now we got 102 tomorrow. And you never celebrated that you sold 100. Yeah. You know, so I think it's important to celebrate along the way and appreciate the good things that are happening. Well, I think that's like a, that's a big um, culture creator. Because I think it's a really big buzzword in, in leadership stuff, right? To create good culture. Yeah. Well, it's super easy. Not super easy, but one of the fastest ways to do that is to start celebrating the things that you really care about and do it like even looking for stuff to celebrate when there's not much to celebrate yeah 
Because I feel like that's, that sometimes just creates a, a happy culture. And people that are happy, that feel like they're doing a good job, that have confidence, will be more likely to do more good work and be more creative, more thinking of possibilities. Of, if they're going to reward me for this, then what if, they, what if I did this? Like, what's the possibilities there? Yeah, and, and you try different things. Um, we had a thing here with the staff a few years back that we said, uh, when you come in in the morning, write down and, and maybe pray about something you're grateful for. Yeah. What, whatever it might be, it was freezing cold and my truck was warm on the way in. Okay, not only church stuff, but life stuff too. Start your day with something you're grateful for every single day. Yeah. And then I, we passed out these little booklets and everyone was kind of lame at this, but we tried. We tried, yeah. You know, at the end of your day, write one thing that went well. Yeah. It's a great way to start and finish your work day. One thing you're grateful for in life, one thing that went well at work today at the end of the day. So you go home on a positive. Yeah, and... If you go home on a positive and you're happy when you get home, you've now just also influenced their home life. I hope so. In a really good way. Yeah. And, and that's a beautiful thing. But you can do that in any job. Right? Yeah. You don't got to work at a church. You get to work in the morning at your desk or wherever you're working. You can think of or write down something you're grateful for in your life. And it could be work-related, maybe not. And at the end of the day, you can, driving home from work even, you don't even have to write down. You can say out loud to yourself something that went well today. Yeah. You know? Well, and this is... And if nothing went well, you need to start making some changes. Like every day on the way over, like nothing went well today, nothing went well today. Is that the life you really want to live? Do you need to change your mindset? Do you need to change your style? Do you need to change your job? What, what do you got to change? But if every day you're going home miserable, you're going to be one sorry sap someday, prone to make a giant mistake in your life. Yeah. You know, a giant mistake of, of, of proportions that could ruin your, a relationship or ruin a family or ruin your health. You, you got to catch that way ahead of time. Yeah. And going home happy is a really good way to do that. Right. But, but what I love about this is that that's cheap. I know, yeah. that, I know that sounds like a weird thing to say, but mm -hmm. there are things that you can do to improve the quality of life for your family, for your coworkers, for your staff, for whomever, for your team that cost little to no money at all. Mm -hmm. It's just a certain way of talking about something and thinking about something and empowering people to do certain things that then when they leave the place, they're excited about it. They can't wait to come back because they're going to achieve something and they feel like they're cared for and rewarded and very little amount of money went into making that happen. Yeah. And it's not to say that they aren't worth money because they are, you got to treat your employees well or, or your family well, but to be able to give that culture and that perspective within your team that's a huge win yeah. and for very little money exactly it's funny because you know i used to be a teacher and these sort of things i've always wanted to help schools with because there's just not a ton teachers don't make a ton of money and there's not a ton of other available money where they can get any sort of bonus or treat of some sort or whatever you know so i'd love to someday work with schools and, and help them with that like like ways to celebrate and ways to reward that don't cost much but totally change culture yeah. at your workplace. Yeah. And, and so that people like their job and are fired up to come to work and feeling good when they go home. You know, like leave the work there and go home and go have a blast with whoever you're home with, you know. Yeah. I, I, think, I think that can change not just churches, but schools and businesses as well. Awesome. I love it. But it's a thinking change more than anything, and that doesn't cost a ton of money. Yeah. It can if you have it, but it's even the, better, right? But it's the most impactful stuff, right? Yeah. Like people want a quick and easy fix, yeah. and I think often they think money, just throw money at it, will, yeah. will help that. And sometimes it does. There's some things that just cost money, but a lot of times it, it doesn't require that. Right. That's great. Yeah, culture. Yeah, a lot of times that money gets wasted Yeah. because the culture wasn't right. Yeah. It's like putting a Band-Aid on a gushing wound. Yeah. It, it, you know, okay, maybe this will work. And it didn't, and the wound still gushes next week. Yeah. It slows down for uh, like five minutes, yeah. and then it's back yeah. to what it was. Yeah.
I think that's super interesting. And I think that's something that I would probably be the biggest takeaway for me from this, like that, that idea that you can actually improve the quality of an organization or a family or a team simply by choosing to, to do the hard work. Cause it's harder work than throwing money at it sometimes mm-hmm. of figuring out what those things are that will give people a positive experience while they're there to feel motivated and to feel like they want to keep on improving and getting results. Yeah. Is there anything else you want to add to the getting results idea or thought? No, I would just encourage people to to take time and think about it, right? Like if you don't want to think about it, there's a problem. Yes, there is. And you're probably going to keep losing. Yeah. So you might identify like, here's the results I want. And when you identify that, realize you're so far from that. But that is a really good, healthy first step. Yeah. Right. The, 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 The negligence of not not wanting to look at it, that's dangerous. It's only going to get worse. But taking some time to identify what's important to you and all that, even if you're coming up short right now, it starts you on the right path. Yeah. So don't push that off. Don't don't push it off. It's like sometimes like you, you don't want to get on the scale in the morning. I don't know. You're you're more naturally fit than me, I think. But but uh you know, sometimes if you've gained a few pounds, the last thing you want to do is get on the scale. Yeah. But that's the start of getting back right again, right? You get on the scale, it's like, oh boy, okay, I gotta I gotta you know do something about this, eat better, exercise, whatever it is. Yeah. You know, it's the same in everything in life. Sometimes you, you just gotta be willing to really analyze and see where you're at so that you can get better. Not so that you can feel down about it. Yeah. And it's not a day ruiner. It should be something that excites you. It's like, okay, here's where I'm at. I'm not happy with it. Whatever, my career, family, whatever it is, I'm not happy with where I'm at right now. But it's, it's time to change, right? And then you start having a vision, figuring out what's important, and then measuring those things, getting results and all that stuff. But you got to be willing to actually look at it. Yeah. And I think the thing to know with that is I don't think you're ever going to find this spot where the, the hard work stops. Like you, you might think if I find the vision and I make a plan, we're good. But the reality is like life is an up and down at times where like there's, there's difficult periods and difficult times. Life throws curveballs at you. You have to deal with. And so I feel like this is a mentality that has to be maintained over time and always adjusted. Yeah. Yeah. Are we, do we still have time? We have a couple more minutes. Yeah. Cool. Um, forget plan B. Plan B sucks. Tell me what you mean by that. A lot of times people have plan A and then plan B, which is their fallback plan if plan A doesn't work. Yeah. Forget plan B. Anytime you spend focusing on plan B and mental energy on plan B is time away from plan A. Okay. okay. What's your plan? And again, family, right? I want my kids to be like this or whatever it is. or I want my relationship to be a certain way. That's plan A. Make plan A work and don't be afraid to work, right? It's like it's amount of work sometimes. Yeah, totally. You just got to keep working. Yeah. If you want to sit around and do nothing, plan A is probably not going to work. But there's other people out there that had the same plan A as you and they made it work. If someone else can do it, you can do it. Yeah. It might just be what well, you got to change your mind, change your habits, whatever, change your work ethic. But you can make plan A work. Get on board with plan A. Yeah. Forget plan B. Get plan A. That's the one you wanted in the first place. Choose the results and stick to them. Yeah. Don't, don't yeah. compromise. I hate plan B. We don't want plan B. Right? Let's not t- spend any time on thinking what it even is. Let's just, there's plan A. Let's get plan A. And we're going to work and we're going to work and we're going to work until we find a way to get to plan A. Yeah. Might not be easy. It might not look how you thought it was going to look. No, and that's okay. But but that's it. That's the plan. That's what we're going for. I think that's awesome. That's that's really good because I think it's really easy to just be like, oh, it's a little harder than I thought it was, so we're going to go over to this. Yeah. And we're just going to like, kind of And then short. For, for the rest of the time, always be disappointed. Yeah, what if we would have done that? Yeah, maybe I should have tried harder. Yeah. Try hard now. Try hard now. Try hard now. I think it's awesome because, I mean, I mean, this is the... We talk about life, we talk about leadership, we talk about faith, we've covered all of those things. And when you talk about leadership and, and life and faith, really, like when you, when you look at 
what you want your life to be, what you want your results to be, plan A is, is the only one worth doing. Um, when you talk about a relationship with Jesus, it's, it's actually plan Would A. you like it to be great? Yeah. Would, that's plan A, okay? Yeah. I, I would like a great relationship with Jesus. Or I would like a great relationship with God. That's plan A. Yeah. So go do that. I want a great Forget relationship plan, with Forget plan, maybe I'll think plan about a. it someday, and like uh, later when things change, I'll have more time to think about God. No, no, no. Yeah. That all stinks. Just have a great relationship with God now. What do you got to do? What do you have to do for you? And yours might be different than me, mm-hmm. right? What do you got to do to have a great relationship with God today? Yeah. Today's the starting day, right? Yesterday doesn't matter. The past doesn't matter. It's worthless. But what's your today? You can control today. You want a great relationship with God today? Maybe you ought to pray. Maybe you ought to go listen to a worship song. I don't know. See a sermon. I, I don't know. What is it for you? Yeah. But it's not thinking about yesterday, and it's not whining about why you can't do it tomorrow. Yep. Just get on it. No excuses. I love it. Awesome. I think this has been fantastic. Uh, thank you so much for talking about how to get results. I think we're actually going to split this into two. So that'll, that'll be kind of fun. Uh, so Does that mean I get next week off? You got next week off. Oh, yes. You're golden. But I do want to talk to you about something that you said you want to do in the future. That'll be fun. Okay. <laughs> Which is a little preview for all of you listening. We've got some good stuff going. All right. All right. <laughs> all right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. And we will see you again in, well, a couple weeks, but next week. But that's just because you're listening to the second half of this. All right. Take care, everybody. We'll see you soon.